I'm getting ghosted. I thought I'm winning the deal. I had such a good conversation. We had a discovery call. We had a demo call. I sent them the proposal. They said yes to the proposal. And in the last minute, they ghosted me. They just delayed the start and they never pick up the phone. Now I'm ghosted and I'm in the frustrated follow-up stage. Let's see what we can do, people, because it's 21 years that I see this happening and there is a very clear progression of things. Let's go through them in each stage, learn what we can do to get less ghosted. Are you ready? So take, take a pen and a, and a notepad because today we look at the sales process just before we get ghosted from the perspective of the buyer and from the perspective of the seller. So we are the seller and we want to find out what's happening here. From the buyer's perspective, which is something that you probably don't think so much about, right? From the buyer's perspective, I express interest in something, I act motivated, I obtain the information, and then I avoid the commitment and I ghost you, <laughs> the seller. So you have probably done it. I have done it dozens of times that I just don't commit and I move on when I'm a buyer, right? And so you can think of many processes where you look at a software and then you test it, but you don't commit and you move on, right? And you ghost the person on the other side. So we are part of the experience from both sides, right? And as a seller, we experience that we start with a need analysis, we make a proposal, we attempt to close, but don't. Then we negotiate, have some objections handling, and then have a frustrated follow-up. Why aren't they picking up the phone anymore? They ghosted me. So let's look at the typical things that happen here and what you can do to increase the win rate because you get less ghosted and you don't lose the connection. The point is here is connection. And that's why sales is 90% psychology, because it's about your relationship, the relationship between seller and buyer. So we will see now where you have the connect and where you have the disconnect. And as soon as it's disconnect, you lose them. Let's think of warm, cold, warm, cold. Let's look at how this relationship looks like if it's always warm and what happens when it gets cold and how you can rewarm it, because then you will not get ghosted uh, or get ghosted less, right? So um, buyer comes in, expresses interest. Now, one typical thing is to jump forward and say, I wake up in the morning and then on my calendar there is uh, Bill Rader, a discovery call. And Bill has already filled out in the form, yeah, I watched all Simon's videos and I want to work with him. I want him as my sprint coach. I have the budget. Let's go. I want to scale my business. And so when I meet 
bill, I might be overly excited, which happened to me a lot in the first years. And so I would immediately jump to proposal and say, oh yeah, Bill, wonderful that you know all the videos. We can start already tomorrow. Here is my proposal. Let's go. <laughs> and of course I lose him because it's too early of a proposal. As you know, we have to go back and do the needs analysis. So the best thing is to not get overly excited, to go one step back and say, yeah, okay, great. That you are so ready and so prepared and so motivated. Let's finish the needs analysis so we can start quickly. And then you ask him, all right, what, what's your current situation? What's your here? What's your there? What have you tried already? What was working? What was not working? What happens if you do nothing? This is quite important here that you also uncover the so-called cost of inaction. I learned this from Professor Clayton Christensen. He was researching innovation and he found out that when talking innovation, people think, ah, if I don't innovate my business, everything will stay the same. I can keep on having the same revenue, same performance. But actually what happens is that if you do nothing, the world still does something. Your competitors still do something. So actually, if you do nothing, the yellow thing happens. The cost of inaction is quite big. And he showed it uh, with research and with the mathematical formula. So if you actually want to keep things just the same, you have to overcome inaction and go into action. You have to innovate. In this case, innovate your sales processes. Because if you don't do that, the yellow curve is going to happen, not the blue curve. So ask them, what have you tried already? Why didn't it work? And what can you do this time? What happens if nothing happens? What is your cost of inaction? And what is the possible reward if you invest into action this time? Time, action and budget. And when you've done all of that, now you have the need analysis, right? You have the change, the why to change, the investment, the, the opposite. Now you have explored, actually, uh, ground. So now that we have explored ground, they will act motivated and we move on. Say, oh yeah, cool, send me a proposal. Mistake number two is that you send the proposal. We teach a handful of rules in the Strategy Sprints program to make people high-performing, high high-ticket sellers. And one is you never sell a proposal. Never send a proposal. If they ask you, oh, fantastic, my God, when can we start? Send me a proposal. Your answer is, I'm happy to walk you through a proposal. I will put one together and we can discuss this on Tuesday 
2 p.m. So you schedule a meeting with them where you walk them through the proposal. You never send the presentation or a proposal. You always walk them through it. And why do I say them? Because in a high, high ticket B2B situation, they have other partners, shareholders, um, committees to involve. So it is you walk them through, you don't send, and you involve the deciders, otherwise you're wasting your time. So, and in the needs analysis, you have asked who decides this. So you will say, and you can bring also Laura, because in the end, you cannot decide without her. So let me walk you and Laura through a proposal. I could do Tuesday 2 p.m. or 3 p.m., what's better for you? You schedule that meeting, and then you come with a draft of a proposal, but it's actually, you call it a prototype because you want their feedback and you improve it live while they talk to you. That's the next rule that we, um, we give uh, our coaches is visualize. So you will live visualize everything and live create that prototype. And they will say, yeah, I need a little bit more of this, a little bit more of this. And you use their exact words. Why? Because then you have skipped also this problem. You use their words. Why? Because if you just give them the information, you're using your words. They take your words and go. That's it. It's directly they take it and they go. Why? It didn't touch them. It didn't change anything. It didn't create value. They just received your words. That's it. You have to do something else. And this is something that I have learned from change management is that people never want to be changed by others, but they want their own change and they never fight their own change. So since they never fight their own change, You will use their exact words here. Word by word, and you will... Sorry, I was documenting somewhere. So because they never fight their own change, you will use their word. You will visualize. You will use their words. If it's online, you can use tools like Miro. If it's in a room, you use a flip chart or post-its. Whatever you can use, you visualize life and you create the prototype of the proposal life with them and they will tell you a little, little bit more of this you add more of that in the end you are using their words and they will fight for it because now you have you have uh, already shielded yourself from being ghosted because you did the proper need analysis you used their words and you didn't push your words onto them but you are listening well, documenting well, they feel seen, they feel listened to, they feel understood, and they want more. They want somebody who understands them, really listens and helps take decisions, helps them take the right decision, helps them buy the right thing. This is what they're looking for. And they found what they were looking for. So now you are connected, it's warm. And you keep that going and you will not be ghosted. So what else can happen? There are a couple of things that 
can happen. But this video is getting long, so we'll do another video with other problems and how to solve them. But the main things you have seen here already, which is um, you don't jump over the need analysis, you don't go directly into proposal. If you find yourself excited, you remember, ah, oh, Simon said, don't get too excited, go back to need analysis. When you send the proposal, you cannot send it. You don't send the proposal, you schedule a time where you walk them through the proposal. If the decider is not in the room, there is no meeting. You will invite the decider to that walkthrough. Otherwise, you're, you're wasting your time. And then you use their words, not yours. You live visualize, you co-create the proposal together. And then you close. And after you have tried to close, you will go into objection handling. Um, I made a whole video on objection handling. Go get that, the typical 15 objections and how to answer them. And now we have shielded you against ghosting and you will not see the frustrated follow-up. You will hear the song of Chiking instead because now you have won the deal. I hope this helps and let's recapitulate here what happens and why you get ghosted. Problem number one, you disconnect by sending them something in your words. So don't send, walk through. Problem number two, it's not their change, it's your change. So make it their change. How do you make it their change? By asking them what the change is and using the exact words. Where do you want to be? Where are you now? What's keeping you from getting there? Write it down, visualize. Next thing, what's the cost of inaction versus the cost of working with you? And guess what? There is no costs in working with you. It's an investment. So cost is, is wasted money. An investment is something that generates value, like an asset. So what's the cost of inaction? Let them describe that. And then you describe what their investment is into action, into solving that, into moving forward, into improving things, into reducing costs, into reducing headaches, into increasing sales, increasing time, increasing freedom. If you do these things, your win rate will be probably higher. And if you have a sprint coach where you can discuss your current next pitches and negotiations, then of course you are in luck. So I hope this helps and let's get less ghosted everybody. See you on the other side. Keep rolling. What if your business would run well, even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprint's blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprint's method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprint's 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategysprints.com.